You're listening to the Quiet Rebels podcast, episode number 44. And in this episode, I've actually got a guest on the show to talk about the juggles and struggles that many of us are facing right now, especially if you're a parent working from home. Now, in this episode, what I really want to highlight is that I know that not every Quiet Rebel right now is a parent. And I'm one of those people. I'm not a parent yet. But what I love is that me and my guests, we are so different, but we are like literally on the same page. And hopefully you kind of like hear the synergy as we speak, because we talk about different perspective and what works for, which is very different from the other. And that's the whole point of the episode. It is not about being perfect. It's about finding what truly works for you and how you're really able to kind of like just handle the unknown right now. How can you still stay productive? as an online entrepreneur, even though that things are really up in the air at the time of this recording. And even if CV has passed, like coronavirus, right? Like right now, we refer to that several times in the interview, because at the time of this recording, that's what's kind of like prompted this conversation to happen. But even when the coronavirus era, when that does move past us, we still have our other struggles, right? We, what's the phrase? It's like new level, different devil, right? And so it's just different ways that we handle struggles in our day-to-day lives and how we can still make it work. And what I love is that when we're talking about the struggles, right? So imagine if you are someone who works from home, suddenly have more people there, whether it's your spouse suddenly at home, maybe you live with your parents, maybe you live, suddenly your kids aren't at school anymore. What I love is that my guest, she still found a way to make it work because we actually recorded the interview when she was in her car and the audio was pretty damn good for the, that she was in a car. And I think that's just a perfect testament of like, you know, just being an example of what is possible when you know how to juggle the struggle. So without further ado, be sure to eavesdrop on our conversation with Iman Ismail. This is the place to be if you want the courage to live your life and run your business in a way that's true to you. Contrary to what you might think, you don't have to be the loudest person in the room in order to be heard. But here's the thing, there's no time for you to be playing small anymore because you can make an impact on the people you want to help in this world by showing up and owning your message. And it is my personal mission to support you on your journey with every single episode. I am your host, Mekay Sang, and it is my honor to welcome you to The Quiet Rebellion. Let's dive in. Hello, my dear Quiet Rebels. I am super excited for today's guest because honestly, this woman, when she pitched me, it was so beautiful. Like, I don't say that about any pitch that I've ever received, but what I love is that she's really taken on board a lot of the lessons that I've shared in a podcast guesting workshop. She spun it so beautifully and I'm so honored to have her on the show today because she's going to be speaking with us about a topic that I think many of us can relate to. So we're going to be talking about the juggle and struggle of being a parentpreneur. So like whether you're a mompreneur or papapreneur, whatever you want to call yourself, or even if you're not actually a parent at all. And with right now, at the time of this recording, many of us just experiencing a new way of living due to the coronavirus. And so I just wanted to be like very topical at this point. Even if like when we get out of this coronavirus era, this episode is still going to be relevant for you because we're just going to be talking about how to like handle this juggle and struggle of what it's like to work from home and be an online entrepreneur, still keep everything balanced as much as possible and staying sane. And so for this reason, I have the amazing Iman Ismail on the show today. She is an email strategist and copywriter. And so Iman, welcome on board to the Quiet Rebels podcast. 
Hi, thanks for having me. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy to have you here, actually. <laughs> and so what I love about, you know, when you reached out to me, like I didn't think that this was going to be something that I'd want to like definitely like latch onto for a kind of topic, but I'm sure you could agree with me that this topic is something that we should be talking about, at least right now, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Especially with what's going on at the minute. Uh, parents are really just trying to get a handle on how to manage this and keep the businesses going. So I'm really excited to talk about this. Yes, 100%. And um, before we uh, jump into how we know, like biologically, how you became a parent and everything, <laughs> it's kind of like the, the long and winding journey of how you actually managed to get to the spot. Because just in the green room, we were speaking about the fact that we feel extremely grateful that our businesses, because rated online, that our clients are actually okay. But we know that's not the case for most of us. In fact, I know that many of my clients, while their own businesses are okay, their spouse's jobs are on the line or their spouse may have like an in-person business that's dramatically affected. And so therefore the whole family dynamic is, has been really like up in the air. So I'd love to kind of hear from you, like different ways have you managed to um, handle this with a juggle and struggle, right? But before we do get into that whole conversation, the core of today, could you let us know kind of what you do, why you do it and kind of like what led you to this conversation today? Sure. So I'm an email conversion strategist and copywriter. So I love all things email. And my thing is writing email campaigns that convert for businesses and charities as well. So I have actually been freelancing for about a year and a half. And before that, I was running the communications department of a charity, which is about an hour's drive away from where I live. So I was doing that job and, you know, I enjoyed it. But after a year of commuting, I was just exhausted. And it got to the point where I was leaving my house at 8am in the morning and I wasn't coming back till 8pm. Oh I had childminder. Yeah, it was really physically demanding. I was exhausted. I had a childminder who would pick my son up every, the majority of days in the week. And it was three or four days a week she'd pick him up. Um, but I, I wouldn't get to pick him up and I wouldn't get to do the whole bedtime routine. And, and I would get home. I tried to get home as fast as I could so that I could catch him before he fell asleep. But I never did. And he would, it's really sad. He'd refuse to go to bed in his car and he'd try and wait up for me on the sofa. Oh my God, my heart. I know. I know. And so I would come in and he'd, he'd be asleep on the sofa and I'd just be devastated. And I just, it got to the point where I just thought, okay, I, I took this job because I wanted to make a better life for him. And now it feels like I am not seeing him enough. I'm 100% not seeing him enough. I just felt emotionally just kind of really tested. So I spoke to my manager actually, and I just said, look, this commuting thing is not working for me anymore. I do enjoy the job. Is there any way that I can do this from home? Because it was a job I could do from home, but he just didn't see his company being run like that, which is fine. And he said, no, I really want you to be in the office. So mm. I decided to resign and I worked a month's notice. And by the end of that month, I had no job lined up. I had no savings lined up. Wow. I Yeah, it was really scary. Um, but I knew that what I'd always wanted to do was write and be paid to write. And I'd seen it work for other people. And I just thought, maybe you can do this. There was a podcast I was listening to at the time, actually, Hot Copy Podcast. That was oh, yeah. really, yeah, it was really giving me a lot of the skills that I needed, actually, and the confidence just to think, okay, you can do this. You may actually be able to do this. So I left that job on the Friday actually within an hour of leaving that CEO texted me and asked if he could hire me as a freelancer. So, oh my God. Yeah, I know. It was honestly within an hour. And then by the Monday I had 
another client and by the end of that week had another two clients and yeah it worked and I have to say a big part of you know my business working was actually um, investing in my business doing the courses um, investing in a mentor joining a community and just learning from people around me who were doing better than I was and that I wanted to, to be like so it's been an amazing journey I think the number one kind of best thing that's come out of it is that I am so much more present for my son get to drop him off at nursery every day pick him up from nursery every day and that means a lot to me it adds so much more to our day I get to go to all the nursery things and you know read stories to him and his friends and join them on the nursery trips and I always feel so blessed when I look around and a lot of the time I'm the only parent and I don't take that for granted because I know so many of the other parents wish they could be there and just cannot. And I'm so happy that I was able to create this, you know, this business that allows me to be the mom that I really want to be. Oh, my heart is just... (laughs) I mean, okay, so like one of my soft spots is always for like the bonds that parents have with their children. I I don't know why. I mean, like just hearing this is like making me like feel really like warm and fuzzy and even a little bit teary, to be honest. But thank you so much for sharing kind of like what it took to get you here and I have to say like publicly right now I think I'm gonna have to ask you to come back onto the podcast to talk about like how you got clients through like quickly and like obviously (sighs) how you got onto this podcast today you know it's a testament to like your writing skills in application and it just blows my mind that like after you left you got like rehired by the CEO in another way and actually what happened to me when I left it wasn't necessarily a corporate job I actually worked for another freelancer who scaled his business like to six figures in one year because I was like at the front lines with him and literally when I left after that oh actually can I still hire you (laughs) I was like I feel you yeah yeah we're gonna have to definitely come back on the show if you want to of course oh I would love to talk about all things (laughs) I can hear it in your voice that it's something that you love geeking out over so I do I do I would love that it took me a long time to realize that and I think eventually I got to the point where I thought do what you enjoy most Mm, 100% So that is amazing. So thank you so much for sharing your story. And so now let's move on to the part of the conversation of why we're here today. So the juggle and struggle, which I love that's something that you put in your pitch as well, the juggle and struggle. So now that many of us homebound and many of us uh, suddenly have kids at home like 24 7 and I just want to be completely transparent to everyone who's uh, listening right now I love that Iman is being a she's just like leading the charge here because this interview is being recorded while she's in her car (laughs) I didn't know if I should share that really it's this is we've got to do at this point it's like things have just kind of blown out of control it feels like Mm. and you just got to do what you can and to continue. And so we'd already had this interview scheduled and I thought there's absolutely no way I am rescheduling this, this interview. And I didn't know when we'd be able to reschedule it. I actually have a really lovely co-working space and I have a really beautiful space in that I'd already booked out and planned called that interview in, but hey, life had other plans. So you've got to kind of just roll with it and work on it. So yes, I'm in my car. I know that the <laughs> I've done some past voice recordings in here so that the recording sounds really good. So yeah, it does. Like I yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, I'm in my car. <laughs> yeah. And I think um, what you mentioned there is really important for us to, it's like, it's okay if things aren't perfect. I mean, like you've got to put out B plus work um, and be okay with that. And then you can raise it to the A star level. Like I'm not sure if A star is a thing worldwide. I know it's a thing in the UK here that we have A stars instead of A pluses. But anyway, point is that, you know, just do what you can. And that is good enough because at least you are trying. 
right? But Iman, I know that you have a couple of ways that we can think about how we can actually be more as productive as we can to still get the work done. Because I know that many of us do get caught up in that perfectionist mindset, like, oh, it's either yes or no, it's black or white sort of thing. So what would you advise us to kind of like think about in order to maximize our own style of productivity? Okay, well, the first thing to just note is that I am definitely one of those people. I've always had a perfectionism <laughs> issue. Me too. And always, yeah. And it's actually really difficult to deal with because it stops you from doing so much. So I'd actually say that this is a daily struggle, it's something that I struggle with every single day. And I tell myself now that something is better than nothing because one of the biggest things about perfectionism is that it actually it convinces you to do nothing because it makes you feel like there's no point in doing it. So the first thing to realize is that you need to throw that perfectionism out the window and realize that something is better than nothing. So quiet rebels, a funny thing, right? So (laughs) we were just about to like cut and take a break because there was potentially some uh, background noises that Iman could hear from her side. And then we cut it for a moment and I was like, no, wait, no, we need to keep this in here because of the perfectionism thing. So Iman, continue, continue. So remember something for nothing. So this is the something. (laughs) Than nothing, right? This is the something, guys. I'm here. So the thing is, you've got to let it go. You've got to let the perfectionism go because the thing with having kids is that you are never in control. You're no longer in, in control of your time. And that was one of the hardest things for me. So to realize that is the first thing you need to do. And then after you realize that, you can then move forward. So what I like to do is just be realistic about the time that I have and to be able to just kind of grab those available times whenever they crop up, just do it. So I know that at one point my son was very um, scheduled, thankfully, and that he would have a nap at the same time most days. So I knew that I'd have an hour to do my work and I could get it done. And it'd be okay. I wouldn't get everything done, but that's okay because an hour of doing work is better than not doing an hour of work, right? So I may not actually get to finish the task that I want to do, but I've started it. I might even be in the middle of it. And then it's easier to come back to and finish it when you know that you know, you've already, you've, you're already started. Exactly. So grab those available hours whenever you can. Um, if they're asleep, I know it's easier for me to say this because my son is four and thank God he still takes naps. <laughs> <laughs> He's fighting it, but he still takes them. I know for some parents, obviously with older kids, that's not going to happen. That's not the case. So what you want to do is just grab those times when they're busy with something else. If you can give them something else to do, obviously, and then you just want to go ahead and do your work. Um, and the other important thing to do is when you have kids that are old enough to understand and my son is just getting to this point now and although it's really hard for me I'm at that point now where I can say to him this is my work time now you are not able to disturb me this is my work time I've left you to do your thing and to play and do whatever you want to do may even be tv or (laughs) put him in front of his ipad for a little bit but I've got to go do this thing and it's hard and we're in the middle of training him now to understand that because you know he's still coming to me and he still kind of comes to me and distracts me and, and that kind of thing but that's normal he's four and I can see that coming but The fact that I'm trying to teach him that I think is really helpful. And because he already knows that I work, because we do this every day, because I take him to nursery and I'm very open with him. I say, I'm going to work. I've showed him my office. I've taken him around my office so he can see me doing my work. He can visualize it. 
he's much more open to that. He knows I work. And I tell him why I work as well. And I tell him I work so that, you know, you can have nice clothes and that so <laughs> you can go to nice places and you can have nice toys and you can have nice food. And it's funny because I saw him kind of click. I saw it ah. register one day. Yeah. And so he's able to understand that and he's getting to the point where he is able to respect that. Obviously, I can't expect, you know, the world from him, but that helps. So just setting those expectations, trying to train him and help him understand this is my protective time. And then also being realistic with your time. Mm. Yeah, I think being realistic is really important because we can overshoot. My to-do list is like a mile long every single day. So it's like, huh, what are like the three big things? I can't remember who came up with that concept, but it's literally like what absolutely must be done instead of just thinking about, oh, what can I do? Does that make sense? Yeah. And for many um, of the Quiet Rebel listeners, like we are like varying like different levels of parenthood. Like many of us are not parents. Um, they're parents like yourself with young children under five and then there are teenagers as well. So we're like mm-hmm. different varying levels. And so in order for us to all grasp just staying grounded no matter which like level of parenthood we're on what would you advise when it comes to finding the right style of work because we were talking about this in the green room just because for example for you you mentioned that you weren't able to easily work from home but for you co-working spaces worked well and I'm actually the opposite I worked well at home versus co-working spaces so um, could you kind of give like the different options that we can explore especially now because we know that co-working spaces at least offline are pretty much off limits at the time of this recording the different creative ways that we can actually still create those pockets of time for us that work well in our favor absolutely I think you need to know how you work best you need to know yourself So for me, I know, and I have known this since university, I actually realized this in university, that I need the physical space for my work that is not my home. Because when I'm working in my home, it just feels like I'm always working. And it's very, that's really difficult for me. So in this situation, when my lovely co-working space has been closed, that was a real blow. Yeah, I've decided to still stick with that. So, okay, I'm creating a physical space for myself. Where is my physical space in my house? This is work. And when I'm not here, I'm not working. So for me, I don't even have a desk. See, that is how unprepared I was for this. Exactly. So I'm at the kitchen table at this point. (laughs) (laughs) And so I'm working from the kitchen table. Um, I've left my stuff on the kitchen table because I know that's my workspace. Mm. Away from that, I'm not working. I don't work in my bedroom. I just really struggle with that. Like mentally, it feels like work has invaded my personal private space. So if you can still find a physical space for yourself that works, do that. Obviously, the kitchen is hard because it's in the middle of everything. But again, working with spaces, I've set the living room for my son. This is the living room. This is yours. Play, play, play. All these toys are there. Enjoy. Mama's got to go do some work. And I'm going to be here in the kitchen. If you need anything important, <laughs> you can come find me. If not, play with your toys, right? <laughs> so <laughs> that's one thing. And I think also just managing your time a bit better. So for me, I don't ever take phone calls in the morning. I only ever take phone calls in the afternoon. And this is because I know that I work best in the morning. These are my golden hours. I need to write in the morning because that's when I think best. And that's when I do my best writing. By kind of one o'clock, two o'clock, my brain is so frazzled. There's no way I could possibly write anything. And for all those parents out there with young kids as well that are waking up 
at crazy hours in the morning. You'll get this. My son wakes up at half five every morning. So I'm awake anyway. So this, I need to just make the most of that time. So I do. So I start my day early. I'm working, to be honest, from eight. And But then by 12 o'clock, that's a good portion of work that's been done. So know when your most productive hours are. And then for those times when my brain is just kind of switched off, that's when I schedule all my calls. So from, say, one o'clock to three o'clock. And I'll make sure they're back to back as well so that I'm not having to dip in and out of loads of different tasks. And then and that's that. And I know that that's my schedule time. And it also really helps because I know in the mornings I'm not rushing to get on a phone call or I'm not rushing to get into a meeting. Every morning I wake up with a sense of control that I control my day. I'm not being controlled by phone calls or even by emails that I have to respond to. So that's been a really helpful thing for me to do. Mm, yeah I love that like just knowing when you are the most active and to be honest I really love the fact that we're almost opposite because Mm. I actually I work best in the afternoon slash evening and my mornings are very slow I like a very slow morning I like enjoying a good cup of tea (laughs) (laughs) and just like sitting with myself I can read a book if I want to an episode of a tv show I'm re-watching right now on Netflix once upon a time so (laughs) oh yeah this is the thing you've just got to know what works for you and as long as that works for you that's great before I was a parent I loved working in the evenings like I would work until 10 11 o'clock at night and I would be happy with that and I used to make myself kind of go to sleep early and stop early go to sleep early so I could wake up early but that didn't work for me so I got to the point where I just thought why am I forcing it so I used to work late and then wake up a bit later but that works for me and so that's just what you've got to do and you've got to be confident in your own ability to to trust yourself and to know what works for you and what doesn't and to not really look at what other people are doing because again everyone's situations are so different I have so many friends who are doing amazingly well and I look at them sometimes and I think oh I wish I could do what you were doing but actually they're not parents so Mm. we just it's like comparing an apple and an orange there is just you can't compare it So it's important to not look at what everyone else is doing and actually just focus on your own, on your own situation. And when those times do come that you find yourself comparing yourself to other people, because obviously it will come, just to be able to, it will happen. Yeah. You just got to circle back and think, okay, no, I'm not comparing. Um, Our lives are different and everyone's doing the best that they can. Mm, yep 100% and um, there was something that I wanted to bring up as well it's actually one of the other topics that you wrote in your pitch and that was the idea of theme days so this is something that I also do so theme days is something that you learned from copy hackers and I believe I also learned it from copy hackers yeah so just like setting certain days of the week for different tasks so that you maximize the flow state that you can have so I book almost all of my calls on Mondays and Tuesdays. And just like you, I do it back to back to back. Today, you're my first call of the day. And I have six more calls or like six, something like on camera. So after this, I have a client call. I have a prospect call. I have um, a Q&A with my students. I am running a workshop and I'm running another prospective call afterwards. Like I need to do like, I'm very much an all in, all out kind of person. So I'm not quite sure that's a good thing. But the point is that I know that I can handle it because yep. I max out on my energy on Mondays and Tuesdays for all this front facing stuff. So on Wednesday, sometimes Wednesday may have calls if like if I can't fit it in on a Monday and Tuesday. And then Thursday, all admin. And then Friday, mm-hmm. I try to actually take the day off because I like having like more days off. 
<laughs> so yeah, like those are my theme days. So I'm curious to hear like what you think of theme days and what yours are like, because I do really love the fact that we follow the same principles, but we apply it to our own um, situation. Yeah. Like you're a parent, I'm not a parent. You're a morning person. I'm an like afternoon, evening person. So let's just like give the whole perspective here. Okay, let's go. So let's go. really interesting <laughs> because, <laughs> because obviously my days are different because I have a child. So mm-hmm. I am starting, I'm waking up really early. I am dropping my son off at nursery every day around the same time. And then I'm, I go, I head straight to my co-working space and I'm working there until five o'clock. And at five o'clock I get up and leave <laughs> no matter what I'm doing. It's really hard to sometimes. I get up and leave. And I'm like, nope, five o'clock need to go. And then I go pick up my son from nursery. So I know at that point that I have from 8.30 in the morning to five o'clock. That's my day. Mm-hmm. So that's really helpful to know. And I do actually work sometimes in the evenings as well after I put my son to sleep, depending on kind of how I feel. Kind of optional. I don't worry about that too much. But in terms of theme days, my Monday is learning Monday. So that's the day that I focus on working on my courses and catching up with all my membership kind of content so that I'm constantly you know up to date with my professional development I realized that it's really hard to do that it's so easy to sign up to stuff Mm -hmm. but then it's so hard to actually keep up and actually continue learning from it if you don't schedule it in Mm -hmm. and just scheduling that time in has been so helpful and it's it's just completely changed my relationship with courses actually because now I actually get through them so that's oh yeah (laughs) oh yeah and then on a Tuesday is solely dedicated to clients. So I'm doing client work. On a Wednesday, I'm again doing client work the entire day so that I know every week that I've got those two full days for client work. Thursday, I am doing marketing or business development. And actually, when I sent you my pitch, you'll find that was on a Thursday because I was sticking to my <laughs> theme days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. And then Friday is my client Friday. So I obviously I love email. So I work really hard on my own email for my own list. I, I'm like you I you put a lot of work into your email list and I love being on your list <laughs> so yeah I focus on creating content for my email list and also my blog and social media so that's on a Friday but then I think the difference between what I do and what many other people I guess do is I actually factor in Saturdays and Sundays too so I don't just write them off because they're weekends and I actually needed to join the Copy Hackers Mastermind for someone to be able to say to me, it's okay to work weekends. You don't need to feel guilty about working weekends. Because I used to think to myself, oh, you know, well, I left my full-time job so that I could spend more time with my son. And then me working on weekends goes against everything I believe in. And, you know, all of that would have been for no reason. And well, actually, no. If I have tried not to work weekends and it didn't work for me because I spent the entire weekend just feeling anxious and actually work was kind of running in the back of my head anyway, well, maybe I should just schedule in blocks of work on a Saturday and Sunday, and then I can enjoy the rest of the weekend with my son. So on a Saturday, I have Freedom Saturday, where I don't have anything scheduled, um, no kids' classes or anything like that on like a Sunday, and where I have the freedom to just have fun with my son and do what I want to do. We usually do something really nice in the morning because his kind of prime time is the morning, and by afternoon, he's getting a little groggy. I feel like he gets that from me now that I think about it. (laughs) (laughs) right Uh, but by like one o'clock two o'clock he needs his nap right so mornings we play we have fun we go out somewhere usually and do something nice and then we get home he has an and um by the evening I've obviously put him to sleep and then I'll usually do a bit more work so I'll schedule in either two or three hours of, of just a block of work 
I work on my own business. So I'm never working on client work because I always kind of feel like if I am, it feels like clients have hijacked my weekend and I don't like yeah. that feeling. Yeah, but when it's your own, it's when like, it's oh, it's fine. It, it's, it's a passion, funny. right? Yeah, and you're excited it, about it. Exactly. And then on a Sanity Sunday where, again, I probably do about two, three hours, but it's more laid back. I'm trying to like sort out my emails and, you know, just do light stuff that doesn't take a lot of thinking. But again, on a Sunday, we have swimming for my son in the morning. So we're up really early again on a Sunday morning. And then the rest of Sunday is dedicated to getting ready for the rest of the week. Um, and actually one of the things I do is I outsource my laundry. I take the clothes to the laundrette because I hate doing laundry. <laughs> I just hate it. Own it, girl. <laughs> no, and it took me a long time to really to just own it. And just mm. be like, if I hate this so much, why am I still doing it? Let me take this stuff to the laundrette and I'll pick it up in a few hours and <laughs> get it. Pick it up, you know, folded and all beautiful, mm. smelling beautiful and all that good stuff. And that really took a load off my weekends. And I enjoy my weekends now. And I look forward to working on my business on weekends. And I think it's okay to work a weekend as long as that works for you. And what really helps me is that it's scheduled in advance. So none of it is unintentional. It's all very intentional. I have fun with my son. We have a great day. And then it's time to get to work. Mm. Oh, I love this conversation because I think that really stood out to me as well, because I live in a house where everyone else has like a day job outside of the home. No one works from home apart from myself. And so I remember like literally the Saturday that's just gone, I was working on my workshop slides for a membership site that I was doing a podcast pitching workshop for. And then I'm also running one today at the time of this recording. And I was just like, so excited just to like go through my slides and see what I can add, see what I can take away. And just like, just imagining the slow so like I was just doing that so excited and then my little sister was she was just like why are you working and I almost had to defend myself I was like I love my work and and she was like but it's Saturday and I'm like I know it's Saturday but I don't want to wait until Monday like to do this I love my work and then like I just got like flabbergasted looks like okay (laughs) (laughs) it's true I mean I have those friends as well who they try their best to understand what I do but they don't really get it yeah and so job to them like if you ever watch friends yeah exactly yeah that's so (laughs) true like what do you actually do yeah absolutely and they try their best to get it they don't get it and then when I tell them oh look I can't come out because I'm actually doing some work they're like oh my gosh you work on weekends that's so bad what manager made you do they're still not getting that I actually work for myself (laughs) (laughs) but I'm like no it's me I'm the manager (laughs) and I'm I'm okay with that it's okay Hmm. as long as it works for you and your family I think that's that's what really matters yeah 100% and I do want to definitely echo what you said there that is important to also schedule out time to work on your own business, your own marketing, your own visibility, because so many freelancers who are so good at what they do, but they only ever do it for their clients. And the analogy that I want to give is actually something that I learned about when I worked with an energy coach, because say about a year and a half ago, I was attracting clients that I didn't love working with because I didn't know my values and I didn't understand the kind of energy I was putting out there. Right. And then through a lot of like processes, my coach, she said to me on the very final session, she said, you are like water and I was like okay <laughs> and then actually no 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 wait because I can be quite skeptical believe it or not I like understanding why things work because like, I'm quite a logical person but I'm also very intuitive and I just leaned more intuitive side of myself over the last couple of years and then when I let her like explain what she meant you're like water because water is used to help things grow right and I was like yeah and then she was like your clients are the things that grow because of you. 
Wow. But what you need to remember is that water is its own force in nature itself. Think of the waves, think of the lakes and the seas and the oceans. All of that is pure water and you are that. So you help things grow, but you have your own force too. That's so powerful. I know. So shout out to JCL. (laughs) (laughs) What really resonated with me when you said that was this idea of attracting what you put out. So whatever you put out will come back to you. And I feel like I am now in that place as well where I'm working with clients that I love working with and that I really get on with. And I think that came with me just finding my voice and being more comfortable with putting out who I am into the world and right now for example my out of office I've actually just an out of office on my email so an autoresponder oh, as soon as people you out. Yeah, no but I wish I was on holiday it's not because I'm on holiday it's because I'm at home right now with my son and I'm trying to juggle work and the idea of emails coming in and me not immediately replying is really stressful so actually just put an autoresponder on and that takes away that pressure and the autoresponder says something like hey hope you're well thanks for your message with school being out for the foreseeable future I am actually juggling work and trying to keep my four-year-old off his iPad all day so I will get back to you as soon as I can and you know I think especially when you come out of working in a normal nine-to-five day job you're worried about talking about being a parent and talking about your children Mm. because you think your employer and often sadly they do treat you differently because you're Mm. a parent whereas when you're self-employed and you can work for yourself I'm so much more open about having a son and being a parent and I share yeah I set the rules and I set the tone and so actually a lot of my conversations with clients tend to be around family how are your kids what are you up to how are things going and those are the kind of clients that I've attracted and and that's been that's changed so much because like you said you go from working with clients that you just don't click with and you can't understand what's going wrong and then actually get to a point where you realize well what am I putting out what am I putting out that's attracting these clients that I'm not gelling with Mm. and yeah it's been a really interesting experience yeah 100% and so for all of you quiet rebels who are listening right now all of you are water you have skills and you have knowledge and capabilities to actually help your clients grow but you can actually use those skills on yourself and being able to schedule out time like this is advice that I got from Tartan K who emailed like both of us obviously know her (laughs) yeah and she like put out this one piece of advice which is like schedule client hours for your own business as well treat yourself like a client because then you'll start taking yourself seriously and you work on the things that you never get around to doing because you think oh no I need to do my clients it's like no no no. it's actually a balancing act that we do our work for our clients of course because they pay us for it but in order for us to be able to attract the people that we love working with we need to continually work on ourselves our personal development as well as our professional development so you're right like I love what you do on Fridays you know you write out your own emails and your blog posts and things like that I don't have designated day to do that but I always 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 make sure this podcast for example this is my version of like marketing the business and just like, making sure that these very important conversations are out there for you know my audience to see and to hear yeah. rather <laughs> so, yeah definitely a juggling act so so Iman we're actually coming to the end of our conversation and I've loved it so thank you so much for coming So yeah, it's been amazing to have you on. And so I would love for you to kind of encapsulate our conversation in one nugget of wisdom that you'd love for all of our Quiet Rebel listeners to take away today. That's so hard. I'm going to go with be kind to yourself and realize that you're doing the best that you can and be flexible. Yes, be disciplined, but actually just be flexible with yourself. And and if things don't always go according to the plan, be okay with that. Mm -hmm. 
I love that. Thank you so much. And so I've got three final questions for you before we wrap up for the day. So number one, for those who have loved your story and would love to connect with you further and maybe, who knows, want to strategize um, a couple of email sequences with you, where can they go to find you? They can go to inkhouse.org.uk slash quiet dash rebels and sign up to my newsletter so that we can stay in touch and that we can kind of get to know each other a little bit. Because I really love to do that with people on, on my list. I like to actually know who I'm talking to. Like you, again, <laughs> you're yeah. really good at that. <laughs> and again, you can find me on social media at Inkhouse Writing. Thank you. And I feel so honoured, like we're in your URL. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Thank you. That means a lot to us. So yeah, definitely connect with Iman there, my lovelies. And also two more questions. One, what makes you a quiet rebel? I'm just coming to terms with the idea that I may actually be an introvert and not extroverted. Like I always thought I was. And actually so much of my personality was pinned on this idea of me being an extrovert. But actually... I feel like when I overexhaust myself in social situations, I really feel it and I need to take a step back and just re-energize. And I really like being by myself. I love my own company and potentially not always as confident as I come across. So for me, I think I'm a quiet rebel because I have all this kind of inner stuff going on that people would never really be able to see on the outside. And it's me just overcoming that and stepping into becoming the business owner that I want to be love it and I understand what like literally I we are so technically the opposite I feel like we've really met in the middle here because what you just said about you always had this idea of you being an extrovert I was the opposite I always thought to myself make a you're like a mega introvert but that's actually like the life circumstances at the time that really like fueled the introversion but actually as I've become a business owner I'm not an extrovert but I am an ambivert so I can actually go either way but I was so fixated at one point I was like oh my god but introversion is like my whole identity and so it's interesting how like you've had like basically the same realization with your own life circumstances and how extroversion may not actually be the core of your identity maybe you're actually an ambivert like me so maybe that's something to look into yeah it's so interesting especially my entire life I was singing and acting and always on stage so the idea of me not being well that that needs to be a part of the story in number two when you come oh 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 sorry guys sorry (laughs) for next time (laughs) yep so we're definitely going to have to talk about that for the next time you come on the podcast and so I think that actually leads perfectly into the final question which is I know you man as a loyal listener so thank you so much for being a loyal listener of the podcast you know that when my audience hears the sound effect it means it is time for a fact of the day. So you can't use what you just said about you like singing and dancing and acting. Like you can't use that, I'm afraid. Oh <laughs> no! That's not allowed. We're going to go deeper into that story next time you come back. Okay, okay. So it's happening. But yeah, so what is one weird fact or like a fun story about you that not many people would know if they were to look up you up on your website or um, on social media? What's something that only we can know about you? Oh no, I'm going to have to tell you the first thing that came to my head, which is slightly embarrassing. As a young adolescent, uh, one of the fun things that me and my mom used to do together was we used to go belly dancing. So Ooh. yeah, so I actually know how to belly dance. And We're going to need a demonstration. And, uh, yeah, let's not go back there. 
had it was a really fun thing that me and my mom used to do every Thursday I believe it was then actually we used to go home and watch Charm so it was like it was a bit of that <gasps> and then like, yes. was, like Phoebe Piper and yes Pink. yes girl yes <laughs> every Thursday night without a doubt yeah it was that our bonding kind of activity yeah I know how to belly dance and nobody knows that because wow that was so long ago and I'd almost kind of forgotten it but hey put on some music I feel like I could bring it all back again yeah I feel like we need to bring on Shakira and then like like, jump up on stage to join her oh yeah (laughs) see that's one of the ones I feel like got me back in kind of belly dancing that is awesome thank you so much for sharing not just your you know your fad but also your story and just like I really love this conversation and I am sure that many quiet rebels have resonated with you and they can't wait to have you back just like myself and so like we'll talk in the green room when we can make that happen but thank you so much for coming onto the show today Iman thank you so much for having me Okay, my lovely. So I really hope that you enjoyed it, the conversation that we have with Iman today, because honestly, I just feel that it was such a needed conversation of how we can just truly make things work. And it's clear that Iman and I, we are very different, and yet we're still on the same page when it comes to juggling the struggle. And I think that made the conversation even more perfect because it just goes to show that no matter how different you are, there's going to be something that works for you that may not work for someone else. So I liked that we were able to provide like global perspective, like we had perspective from a night owl versus an early bird or I don't know, just a parentpreneur and a non-parentpreneur, you know. So I'm someone who's not a parent yet, but I do have my own set of struggles. And so even if you're not a parent, I really hope that when I spoke in this interview, my side of it as well, that you kind of like give yourself permission to be okay with the fact that you have your own set of struggles outside of parenthood. Okay, we all have our own struggles to handle. And I really hope that today's interview just really helped to shed the light of what you can do to keep yourself going no matter what. So if you enjoyed this episode, I'd love it if you can screenshot this episode and share it over on Instagram. Don't forget to tag us. So we've got Iman Ink House, I believe, but I'm definitely going to put her um, Instagram handle in the show notes. So that's makeasang.com forward slash 044. So you can find the information on how to connect with Iman on Instagram. And be sure to tag me as well, because I would love to hear your insights and your takeaways from the episode as well. So we can really spread the message out there for those who might need to hear it right now. So if you're into that, please be sure to screenshot and tag us in the post. And that is it. And so that way we can really help share this message. And my lovely, before we go, I just want to let you know that for next week's interview, I'm really, really excited because I have a dear friend who comes onto the show to remind you and to enlighten you why your message matters. And we actually go through his framework step by step and I'm basically the guinea pig in that interview that was really impromptu we didn't expect that to happen but I think it's a very very important conversation to have because just in case your priorities have changed maybe things are up in the air right now this is how you can actually like bring yourself back to your purpose keep yourself grounded and realize the driving force that's making all of this happen is because of your own message so if you want to see that happen in real time well not in real time but you know through the interview itself If you do want to be there with us as we walk through the process, I would love for you to join us next week. And so in case you haven't already, I'd love it if you could subscribe to the podcast so that way you can get a notification whenever a new episode drops. So I'm super excited for this episode to go live right now and for the one we have for you next week with my special guest to help you find why your message matters. But that is it for me today. So thank you so much for tuning in with Iman and I. I really hope that you found this helpful. Parentpreneur or not, this is how you can juggle the struggle. So thanks so much and bye for now.